Are you ready to be awakened and empowered in your calling and purpose? Are you a builder and shaper of the church, marketplace, and society? Welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Schneider, and I look forward to helping you get equipped as a catalyst of the kingdom in your sphere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Transformation Generation Podcast. And if you're watching from History Makers TV, make sure you like and subscribe. Now, we've been diving into some of the dysfunctions of the prophetic movement that are no secret and uh, we, we know that God is maturing his body. God is preparing a church that's able to function in both such accuracy, an era of prophetic accuracy and synergy with the genuine apostolic to bring forward to the forefront a mature church that's able to disciple nations and advance the kingdom of God. One of the dysfunctions I want to touch on today, I'm calling the the uh, Elijah versus Elisha paradigm, or the, the methodology of Elijah, the prophet Elijah versus Elisha. There's some differences there, and they paint a great picture of what I'm calling shouting prophets versus establishing uh, prophets, shouting prophets versus establishing prophets. And I believe there is an emergence as the apostolic emerges and comes more to the forefront of, <laughs> as the church has seen that uh, it doesn't work so well just hobbling on one leg. But as we bring forth the other leg, the apostolic, we're beginning to see uh, the body and the advance of the kingdom through apostolic establishing lenses. And we're watching along with that establishing prophets, those who are plowing in the field, uh, releasing prophetic words with a desire and a faith to have a grace for traction for the body and the building of the body, not just stirring the body up and shouting from the, the mountain as Elijah did, but actually plowing in the fields and establishing the church. So, of course, we know when we think in terms of a shouting prophet, we can see a beautiful picture of Elijah on the mountain. So think of it like a stage. I'm sure if you're a charismatic leader of any type or charis you consider yourself Pentecostal or charismatic, you've been to the meeting where the prophetic word is released with all the bells and whistles and music accompaniment and increase of the sound of the drums and the cheering and we whip out this word and we just say now uh, the nation will turn to God <laughs> or uh, racism is now ended in America and we kind of announce these things sort of in good faith and hope that maybe if we say it out loud uh, God will have to do it. <laughs> but in reality, when we watch Elijah shouting from the mountain and, and fighting with, with, with the prophets, in fact, the prophets of Baal, let's look at it. First Kings chapter 18 and verse uh, 24, then you call on the name of your gods and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire, he is God. And so this is Elijah on Mount Carmel and he's really believing that the nation will turn to God in a day. And we see that God does answer by fire. The fire of God falls, but the nation hardly turns to God in a day. And I've been to how many meetings where we have said, you know, can a nation be born in a day? And we make our decrees and our declarations. And the reality is as good as those are. We've been doing this for decades. 
with very little change. In fact, things have, have gotten somewhat worse. And that doesn't mean that they're bad prophecies or bad prophets. It's just the technology that we were accustomed to and the Old Testament uh, paradigm of the prophetic that we were working with. Does that mean we stop shouting something from the stage and all of that? No, that's not what I'm talking about. But I want to highlight some differences here. In fact, Elijah ends up after this battle, uh, even though God answers by fire, he, he becomes sort of a depressed prophet, having not seen the result uh, he was looking for. And this is the hope deferred that the body of Christ, prophets, whether you know it or not, this is the hope deferred that we have somewhat presented to the church. And there's a numbness and there's a prophetic fatigue that's emerging in the body, that something is said, but, and, and no one dares really to look back and evaluate uh, like our early church fathers did, but go back and evaluate, did any of this come to pass? Like this thing that was announced that revival would happen on this date and it would flow from the north to the south to the, you know, we announced this and we, we say it all over social media. Well, we've actually begun to condition the church We've begun to condition the church that not only is that how we steward prophecy, but we've conditioned them to hear a word and then sort of despise it because they're just used to, even psychologically, not seeing necessarily the fulfillment of the things that we say. Wow. <laughs> this is where we need to take off our charismatic lenses sometimes and embrace the brain that God has given us as critical thinkers and having the mind of Christ that we're actually doing damage to people when we, we solely function in this way, saying things with, with very little outcome. And meanwhile, you have apostolic people, you have teachers, pastors, evangelists, who, who with frustration are saying, we're plowing in the fields here to build something that, that has traction and that lasts. So that's the Elijah technology. And, uh, and yet Elisha, now let's take a look at Elisha, the Elisha paradigm who received the double portion from Elijah ultimately. But we see Elisha has his feet on the ground. <laughs> well, Elijah is in the mountain uh, shouting, shouting to God. Elisha has his feet on the ground. Why? Because he's plowing. He's a farmer. He understands seed time and harvest. He understands maybe he has more of a monochronic thought process rather than a mystical or mystical paradigm. But he understands seed time and harvest. Perhaps he's a systematic thinker because of that. And he's going to plow the ground for great breakthrough. Elisha on the ground is the establishing prophet. Again, nothing wrong with the shouting prophets, nothing wrong with that technology, but I believe we as the church are entering into an era of the upgrade. The upgrade, which means plowing, establishing, and building. Traction for the church. Can a church get traction and build through uh, prophetic influence? Absolutely. It's not just the apostles that do all the building, but imagine the two working together. And we actually see this, the establishing prophet who is Elisha, he brings the nation along with the help of Jehu, a great picture of the apostolic leader. And when the two come together, they actually are able to dethrone Jezebel's stronghold. <laughs> this is the authority 
that the church is meant to be walking in. And as long as we're walking with the limp of there, I released the prophetic word, I shouted, I, I did a prophetic act, I waved a flag, I, I hit a drum. I, you know, as long as we limit the advancement of the kingdom in our nations to the mystical practices we have within the four walls of a building, we will never be able to see true partnership, the synergy and the authority that comes with the prophets establishing along with the apostles. I could almost say that today's prophet could afford to have some apostolic lenses of how do we help the church get traction with this word we've just released. I love my good friend David Balestri who's been instrumental in some of these concepts with me. I love how he has uh, set up some, some, some parameters and as an apostolic voice as well, he has a way of disseminating what God is saying through apostolic uh, systems, through apostolic networks, so that the word can be stewarded with the highest level of, uh, of care, the highest level of strategy possible, so that we can respond to it, so we don't create a hope deferred that makes the church heart grow sick. As we release all these words at every conference, on every platform, and the church is waiting for fulfillment that they don't see. Meanwhile, God is genuinely building his body. God is genuinely establishing his church. But for too long, the apostolic and prophetic have worked so isolated from each other that a great word is released, but it doesn't go much further than Facebook and a newsletter. Or the apostolic who are building and trying to get something going, but slide into ambition because they haven't heard or carry perhaps the heart and the inspiration behind what God is actually saying to the body. The Elijah technology versus the Elisha paradigm. This is absolutely paramount to understand as the body of Christ advances. Look uh, in 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 19. says, So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with the twelve yoke of oxen before him, twelve being a good number of leadership, twelve being a number of discipleship, and, and this yoke of oxen, a 12 yoke of oxen, actually, uh, Elisha was, was no poor prophet. Uh, he was actually quite wealthy if he had that. And Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. I want to prophesy that there is a shifting of mantles that's coming to the church in this hour. We're not throwing away the shouting from the mountains and the showdown that we have with the enemy as we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not trying to minimize any of the glory that we experience as we, we feel the word of the Lord come upon us and we release it in some kind of prayer meeting or forum. But I do believe there's a mantle being placed on the establishing prophets in this hour. Those that have been plowing and those that are plowing. Those who are strategic thinkers, those, those who are monochronic thinkers, those who are systematic in how they do things and release things. I believe we're seeing the era of the hybrid apostle prophet. <laughs> we're seeing the era of the prophet with apostolic lenses. I believe we're coming into a time where the body of Christ just will not be able to take the ground it's supposed to unless there's a nice hybrid mix between the apostolic and prophetic, between the apostle 
and the prophet, the apostle prophet or the prophet apostle. I believe God is calling his church into stewarding both. Why? What good is the body if it walks with a limp? So the establishing prophets, those who are genuine prophets and it's genuine prophetic ministry, is now beginning to be seasoned with apostolic synergy in such a way that the things we say come to pass. The prophecies we give, the church can respond to and actually gain traction and advance the kingdom so we can say yes and amen. The word of the Lord was delivered and the church moved and things changed and culture shifted. This is the power of the emerging apostle-prophet hybrid, the mantle of Elisha on the ground, the mantle of Elisha in the field, the mantle of Elisha on the front lines, rather than the age-old isolated prophet who emerges at a conference event with sandals and a staff and, and, and releases the sort of Old Testament prophet technology that the church really can't do much with except celebrate and cheer. And, uh, and we kind of just wait for something to happen. I'm not trying to use difficult language, but I do believe we've reached such a point of urgency and in some ways such a level of dysfunction within the prophetic movement in our charismatic circles that unless we begin to announce these things and, and be a voice for not removing or dismissing or degrading, but adding to, embracing the upgrade of both the prophetic and apostolic in a way that changes the game. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this today, and we've only just begun. We'll see you next time on Transformation Generation Podcast and our History Makers TV. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Transformation Generation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, visit HistoryMakersAcademy.com to enroll in one of our cutting-edge trainings. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, History Makers TV.